so you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later right here on this Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast. Now, we wish we could give you everything we love about church through the podcast, but we know that's not possible. We can't hand you a cup of coffee and a cookie. We can't introduce you to all the cool people we know that love and support one another. And we can't even let you tell jokes with the kids. Uh, We can't give you any of that through the podcast, but we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall. And we're United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or homiletical harbingers of a new age. We're your average pastors helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast so if you're away from home or working or coaching your kid's soccer team or maybe just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, we hope you receive it with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick note, we don't expect you to agree with everything we have to say, but we do hope that you will question, disagree, figure out what you think. Uh, We want you to experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. So Chris. Susan. Romans 13. Yeah, we both preached Romans 13 this week. Yes, we did as we, we, we journey along with Paul through this letter. And he, um, he works to uh, inform the Romans about uh, how he thinks sh- things should be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And these are the folks, I mean, this would be like writing to the Washington DCNs or whatever right, you would right. call. Like the, this people is who writing... lived in the district. They're under the nose of the government um, of the empire. The empire, right. This piece of scripture that we have this week, it opens with the with the, the words, Owe no one anything except to love one another, for the one who loves one another has fulfilled the law. Yeah. I had friends in college who refused to take out student loans because of this scripture. Wow. Yeah. That not debt, a bad. Debt is a sin. I think we can, we can argue that debt is not a sin. We can argue that debt is sort of important. Right. Right now. Yeah. But to be frivolously in debt isn't actually what he's talking about here at all. One of our ordination vows is, are you in debt so as to embarrass yourself? Right. And the question is always like, well... What's embarrassing? How, how easily embarrassed should we be? <laughs> yeah. Because by that point, most people have a lot of student loans and, and yeah. stuff, so that's interesting. But, oh, nothing to anyone probably doesn't just mean... Don't no. take out a mortgage, right? No, no. So where I started on this is I was thinking about how we live in a transactional world. Oh, yeah. Where we sort of expect that what we do will have some return. There's a tit for tat. We, we often hear people say, I owe you one. Yeah, yeah. We live in a world that, that we should be looking for what we get out mm-hmm. of something. Right. Um, and in a world that we also judge who's worthy of help and who isn't mm-hmm. by a because, lot of factors. Yeah, who can return the favor later. Who can return the favor later. Who's been able to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, no matter whether they have bootstraps to do that by or not. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. And Paul is saying something very different here. He's saying, oh, no one anything except to love one another. And it's easier said than done. Right. Paul realizes this. That's why he puts it out there. He's like, this is something we're aiming for. This is how we fulfill the law. Right. We may never get to the f- complete fulfillment, but this is how we, we're never going to get there if we don't start from here. Right. 
we are joining chapter 13 at verse 8. Right. There's seven verses before that. Right. And those are about, um, those are some questions that people are asking. They the same kind of questions that Jesus gets asked. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who are we obligated to? Are we obligated to the state? Do we have to pay taxes and do military service and respect authority? And and I kind of like look at those as a, the, do we have to? Questions? Do we have to? I mean... If we're going to say God's in charge, can't we just ignore everyone else? else? Right. And Paul gives the same kind of answer that, that we hear Jesus giving in the in the Gospels, mm-hmm. which is pay taxes to whom taxes are due, pay revenue to whom revenue is due, respect to whom respect is due, and honor to whom honor is due. Mm-hmm. Don't let any of that stuff. Don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk, right? Yeah. But don't let any of that stuff add up so that you can't love someone else. Right. Is really... What, what the connection is he makes, right? Mm-hmm. Get the business done. Get in a position um, that allows you to th- do the freedom to do what's really important. Right. And that's that's a big thing, right? Because mm-hmm. I think we spend also spend a lot of time doing the, well, when X, Y, or Z is perfect, I can do the other. The yeah. other. And Paul says, you know, do it. Just get it done. <laughs> get it done, right? Uh, pay your taxes, show respect. Um, so that you're left with the only obligation that you're never going to be able to discharge. Yeah. And that God doesn't actually ask us for a repayment of that. Yeah. God asks us to sort of, let's like pay it forward. Pay it, it's totally a pay it forward, right? You know, God's love has and is and will continue to be, to flow over us in and through our lives. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing we can do to stop it. Yeah. And there's nothing we can do to equal it. And to equal it. But the thing that, and that God doesn't actually ask us to stand around all day and go, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, God, for loving and loving, loving me. Mm-hmm. What God asks us to do is say, um, I feel loved, and so I should love others. Yeah. God loves me, so I have to love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even as easy and as hard as that can be. Yeah. And the thing I really like about the the list that he gets into, starting in verse 9, mm-hmm. of what does that look like, mm-hmm. is it's not a feeling. Oh, no, he is not. He is not in a feeling, right? Love is not like love your neighbor doesn't mean have warm fuzzies towards your neighbor. Right. Love your neighbor means don't be a jerk. Right, right. Like the basic line, right? Yeah. And love fulfills that law. And the law is things like don't murder. Mm -hmm. If you truly love your neighbor, you can't kill them. Yep. If you love your spouse, you're not going to cause them pain by being unfaithful. Well, and, and you're also to be a good neighbor is to not get in the middle of somebody else's relationship. Right. If you love your neighbor... You know, you're not going to take from them. You're not going to steal. Yeah, lessen what they've got. And and you're also not going to lessen what they have by by feeling like you're less than because you don't have exactly what they have, which mm-hmm. is coveting. Yeah. And when you love your neighbor, you're you, you're not going to lie to them. Yeah. You know, you're going to tell truth in in wise and wonderful ways, hopefully. Right. And you won't dishonor your parents because you're not going to dishonor anyone. The Ten Commandments, which are sort of what we're talking about right, right now, right? Which is what he's referring to. Yeah. The first. Four of the Ten Commandments are about our relationship with God. And the last six are about our relationship with other people. people. Right. And they're, they're these things that we're talking about. Not murdering, not cheating, not being envious, right. not stealing, not dishonoring right. people, all that. Well, and, and you might argue that if you can get those six right, mm-hmm. we can get the other four better. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that they're, they're not un, unconnected. And one of the questions I ask people sometimes is, how do you treat other people differently than you treat yourself? Mm-hmm. Because 
sometimes we're a lot kinder to other people than we are to ourselves. And to, so to ask that question, like, what am I, you know, how am I actually treating myself right now? And would I treat anybody else this way? Right. A good way to give yourself some perspective. Yeah. And then sometimes you, you end up in the conversation where you have to flip that for folks. Yeah. Right? Go, oh, man. I uh, I would never think this about myself, so I'm not going to think, think this about, about anybody else. else. Yeah. Yeah. So so we here we are. We have this debt. There's sometimes we can, the ways we know we have been experiencing love, we can name it and be thankful for it. And mm-hmm. then there's these, the, the other ways that sometimes we experience God's love, we are blissfully ignorant to and that still is in that that pool of experience that allows Say more about us that what are the things that we're aware of versus the things that we're not aware of? i think i think there's just sometimes where we're paying attention mm. and we see the things that that god is doing in our lives yeah. and the love the the grace the mercy you know we've done something stupid that we didn't actually feel all the consequences of because uh-huh. because you know there was some grace and mercy in there but then i think sometimes when we look back we can see something and, and it may take us 10 or 20 years to look back and go, oh my gosh, there was an experience that I didn't know I was having at the time that's drastically impacted my life. It was an act of love that I didn't even see happening and yet um, has been a big and gracious part of my life. Mm-hmm. And so so what God asks us to do is to, as you said earlier, pay it forward. To love a neighbor is to do action. Mm-hmm. It's not a warm, fuzzy feeling, right. and and it shouldn't be something we grit our teeth to do, right? We shouldn't get oh my god, you know, like we like like when we have to experience somebody we're frustrated with, mm-hmm. or that uh, frustrates us at work, or in, or in our family, family or, or yeah. right, or at church, right, 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 and and that love is something we receive and we don't get to hoard it, yeah, right. We don't get to just keep piling it up. We have to share it. Um, and that uh, love is a gift of grace poured on us through Christ, and we do the same because we are called to do this. So then I asked the question, so what does it look like to love our neighbor? And I had some examples. Oh, good. I love stories. I love stories. So one of the one of the stories I, I found was um, that the story about this elderly lady in Memphis who every day called her local Domino's Pizza and ordered a pepperoni pizza. Nice. And she did it every day for three years straight. Wow. And then one day, the Domino's didn't get a call. Uh Uh-oh. And and day two, they didn't get a call. And on day three, they said something's wrong. Uh Uh-huh. And they went and knocked on her door and couldn't get couldn't get any answer and they looked in the windows and couldn't see anything so they called the 911 and first responders came and found this woman laying on her kitchen floor unable to get to her phone oh no and she she was okay but she had fallen and she was in observation in the hospital for for overnight but you know now that now that we we can joke that pizza saved her life. Pizza saved her life, but, but really, but really it, was it was the relationship. It was yeah. relationships. It was that somebody in in the system knew she wasn't was paying attention. Was was paying attention, right? Another story I have is the story of a young man named Brendan, who's a. This has happened over the last ten years, but he was a at the time he was a young rising DJ in New York, okay. uh, unemployed, and he was heading to his apartment in Brooklyn. And this woman asked him for money, uh-huh. and he did, said, "I don't have any." And she repeatedly asked him, like over the next week, uh-huh. and he on the final day, he, like on a, he said, um, "Well, I'm going to a job interview. If I get a job, and if I get the job, I'll take you to Chinese." Okay. And he got the job, and so he took her to Chinese. And uh-huh. that began a relationship between this Brendan and Jackie 
that has lasted eight years. Wow. And they spend holidays together and they help each other through tough times. And it changed the trajectory of both of their lives to have this relationship. When Brendan's heater broke, she made him a blanket. Yeah. And when he lost his job, she found money. She would would share what she had Mm -hmm. to buy him groceries. Yeah. Over the years, Jackie has moved from the streets to a halfway house to the YMCA. Okay. And now she has her own apartment. Wow. And when she got her own apartment, Brendan wanted to do something special for her, but he's still struggling, right? Not, right. not whole, having a whole lot of money, but they went to Target and they made a registry. Oh. And then he tried to do something. He, he started like a GoFundMe page. I don't know if it was GoFundMe or not, but uh-huh. one of those kind of pages to, to, to pay for the rest of it that he couldn't afford, which was yeah. like $500. Yeah. Right. They they put it up and they put an vi- awesome video talking about their relationship and people donated six thousand dollars. Wow, that's great. Right, and so now now Brendan and and Jackie have the opportunity to help other women. Yeah, that's right? cool. I I've been struck uh, in the wake of the news from the floods, Har- Hurricane Harvey Hurricane out of Harvey, yeah. uh, in Houston. Right, the number of Midwesterners who have loaded their fishing boats onto their <laughs> onto their trailers and headed to help. Yeah, uh, to go like, I don't and think, rescue people. I don't. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Maybe it's happened, but I just was astounded by the number of stories like that I heard. You yeah. know that people were just like, "Let's go, <laughs> let's go." And then um, I was also reminded of the picture that came out when there was protests in the airports about. President Trump's travel Immigration ban. ban, yeah. And the Jewish family, it was a picture of the Jewish family and the, and the Muslim family. With uh-huh. each, each of the dads had a kid on their shoulders about the same age. Yeah. And, and, and they're meeting. Like, the kids are, like, high five, you know. Like High-fiving, yeah. And, and the, the rest of the story is that those two families, like, hang out together. Yeah, now they're friends. <laughs> they're friends, right? Because... You know, they saw the humanity. They saw their neighbor, right? Yeah. So, so what does it look like to love your neighbor? It, it sometimes it's going to be taking a risk. Sometimes it's going to be doing what you would normally do, but including somebody you wouldn't normally include. Right. It's going to be paying attention to those in connection with you, so that you can tell when there's a problem. Loving your neighbor is is hard and is complicated and um, easy and all of those things, depending on the situation. And I said, and loving our neighbor is also about paying attention to things like where where does our food come from? Right. Who has clean water? Mm-hmm. Who's making our clothes? Who's harvesting the, the food that's being grown? What are my investments what are my invested investments in? in? Um, and that can be as easy as signing on with ethical companies mm-hmm. or paying attention to every little piece of whatever you're invested in across the board. And, and it's that kind of attention that we're called to. That love means... I'm not truly free until all are truly free. Ubuntu. Ubuntu, yes. That's how what it looks like to fulfill the law, and that's what it looks like to love your neighbor. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Susan, and thank you all for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep-In podcast. If you have questions for us or stories you'd like to share about uh, this idea, this uh, being free to love one another idea, shoot us an email. We're at G- uh, Sunday morning sleepin at gmail.com. You can find us on sundaymorningsleepin.com. And usually in on sundaymorningsleepin.com, I'll post in every entry links to all the things we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, the scripture for the podcast was Romans 13, 8 to 14. 
and the theme music that you're hearing right now is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. So at the end of every worship service and the every podcast uh, that we do, we give a blessing, a, a sending forth, and my sending forth is to go, to wake up. Uh, you've been sleeping in, go wake up, as we say, love your neighbor. Amen. Amen.